This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul-Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. So that's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. We're going to speak with Tony Cook of the Indianapolis Star, and Tony is a great reporter over there. He's got a new piece up at IndyStar.com, and it was entitled Top Lawmakers Smelled Out Indiana Marijuana Scheme. And basically what this deals with is a bill from 2014 that could have potentially led to the legalization of marijuana in Indiana. And going off the bill, what we begin to learn is the influence lobbyists played in having this done. And that's why I wanted to talk with Tony, because this is a really big issue in Indiana. We've had some public policy over the past couple of years, which has either had to be reversed, such as the vaping law passed last year, now being reversed, or now is being considered to be reversed, such as the alcohol laws, which uh, would have prohibited Rickers from selling cold beer and still may end up prohibiting Rickers from selling cold beer. And um, a lot of this goes back to lobbyists and special interests. And a lot of these laws get passed because of lobbyists and special interests. And so with Tony having this article out, wanted to talk to him about the, the specific case here in general, and also wanted to talk to him about the influence lobbyists have on public policy in Indiana. Because as we'll talk about during the interview, lobbyists are not necessarily a bad thing. They get a bad stigma, but a lot of the times they are necessary. They are experts in certain fields, and they do provide valuable information to lawmakers who in a uh, citizen legislature, our lawmakers are technically considered part-time people, uh, they do provide valuable information. But there's always that line there, and that's what we'll talk about today is how do we strike that, that balance? And are we striking that balance in Indiana? What's going on with our lobbyists and public legislation? So here's my conversation with the Indy Stars, Tony Cook. Hey, Tony, thanks for being with us today. 
Thanks for having me. So you have this really interesting article, and it's getting a lot of buzz. It deals with uh, marijuana legalization. Tell us about the kind of a, a high-level overview of the article. Yeah, sure. So uh, what we found is that there is this company, Hoosier Emerging Technologies, that was created in 2012. Um, it's registered to Jim Prucker, who's a longtime alcohol and uh, casino lobbyist here in Indiana, and he got a bunch of investors together, um, and it sounds like shares were sold for about a thousand bucks each, and so a lot of uh, you know uh, high-powered lobbyists here at the state house and other folks put money into this thing, and what we were told by several of the investors that we spoke to is that the company's goal was to position itself to profit if marijuana is ever legalized in Indiana. So the story sort of becomes then that Brent Steele, who's a longtime senator, maybe best known, he had the constitutional amendment last year on the right to hunt and fish, gets behind this amendment, and it's only after it's passed that, like, Bosma and Long suddenly become concerned about it? I mean, did I read that right? Uh, close. It's, that's close. I mean, basically what happened is this... Uh, people affiliated with this company have been trying for several years to get uh, some kind of language into legislation that would either legalize marijuana or that would, at the very least, create some kind of regulatory structure that they think could be used when it does become legal. And so uh, the legislation you're referring to was in 2014, Brent Steele slipped this amendment into an unrelated 21-page environmental bill, uh, and the language that he put into it would have um, created a license to distribute controlled substances. Now, his pitch during the committee hearing where he introduced this was that this would require illegal drug dealers to get a license to distribute, and if they didn't, then they could be fined like $100,000. And so, you know, his pitch was that this was a way, this was another tool for law enforcement so that they could, um, so that they could, you know, crack down on drug dealers. But, um, what, uh, what they, what they didn't realize is that folks affiliated with this company had actually been involved with this legislation. And it was at conference committee, which is sort of the final stage of the legislative process, when somebody tipped off uh, Brian Bosma, House Speaker, him and uh, President Pro Tem David Long talked about it and basically yanked it out of the bill at the last minute before it was uh, approved, you know, for final approval. So yeah, it almost became law. And, um, you know, David Long said that, you know, he's not judging Steele's motivations here. He told Steele to take it out and, and told Steele that he thought it stunk. But, you know, Steele maintained to Long that his motivations were only what he said during committee and that there was no ulterior motive. Um, now, we've been trying to get in touch with uh, now former Senator Steele to talk about this, but he hasn't returned our phone calls. Being our guest, Tony Cook of Indie Star, talking about his uh, fabulous article that he's got. You can find it online at IndieStar.com, uh, dealing with a proposed bill that would have perhaps been a catalyst to marijuana legalization. How does this thing get this far before somebody asks the question or, or gets tipped off to go, oh, hey, there's some really special interest at play here? I mean, why does it get this far? 
Well, that's a really good question. And, you know, I think you have to look uh, to some extent at the influence that lobbyists here in the hallways of the State House have around here. Um, lawmakers depend a lot on lobbyists for things like information about the industries that they're representing. They depend on lobbyists in a lot of cases for the actual legislative language itself that they uh, propose. And so, you know, they're really dependent in a lot of ways on these guys um, when it comes to creating public policy. And if some of those lobbyists have motives that the lawmakers aren't aware of, you can get into this kind of situation. Uh, now, you know, none of this is uh, illegal as far as we know, um, but it does raise, I think, some ethical questions and just some simple public policy questions about, you know, who's crafting our laws and do they have motivations that aren't being publicly disclosed. You're a really great reporter, and you know sometimes a story comes out of a story. Is that the story here? Because we've got Rickers this year. We've got the vaping law last year. We've got this thing in 14. Every year it seems like there's some lobbyist-driven uh, thing that puts a big black mark on the Indiana legislature. Well, you know, I think that most legislators are, uh, you know, I think their intentions are, are pretty good. And I think that, you know, they get into public service because they want to serve the public. Um, but I do think that structurally, when you have a part-time legislator, legislature, you know, these are folks who don't do this full-time. And they don't necessarily have the resources to uh, devote as much time as they might need to uh, to really get into some of these issues and really craft laws that do exactly what they're intended to do. And when that's the case, you know, they do become more dependent on lobbyists uh, for a lot of that information and a lot of that work. And when that's the case, then you essentially have people in the private sector who may have private business relationships that lawmakers themselves may not fully understand, you know, playing a big role in crafting public policy. So I do think that that's an issue. Um, the question is, how do you address it? Because, um, you know, a lot of the lawmakers will tell you that their constituents like Indiana having a part-time legislature. They don't want professional politicians running their government. And so if that's also true, then you're kind of stuck in a box in terms of what to do about these kinds of issues. More of my conversation with the Indy Star's Tony Cook on lobbyists and their influence on public policy in Indiana. When we continue, you're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. 
Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Speaking with the Indy Star's Tony Cook about uh, lobbyists and their influence on public policy in Indiana. And had a chance to ask Tony if these guys are reading the bills. I mean, a lot of the problem is that there are so many bills that they have to get through that they don't have time to read them all. And, and thus we get some bad public policy from time to time. Here's what Tony had to say. Yeah, you know, I mean, that was one of the issues that came up with the vaping legislation, right? Um, there there was language in there, re, very technical language, um, about, you know, the requirements that a vaping manufacturer had to had to get approval from a security firm to get a license to manufacture, you know, e-liquid, the stuff that goes in electronic smoking devices. And so... Um, that language, that really technical language, required certain certifications for security firms, really obscure stuff. And because of that, there was only one security firm in the entire country that, that qualified. And you essentially created a single uh, private company. You, you, you essentially created a situation where you had a, a private company regulating and deciding who gets licenses for the entire industry. Now, you know, there were some folks in the industry, you know, some small sort of mom-and-pop e-liquid makers who were, uh, you know, raising issue, raising questions about this, but all of the, uh, you know, high-powered lobbyists in the hallway were reassuring lawmakers that this was okay and that there were, you know, no problems with this language, that any company could try to meet these requirements if they wanted to, but that didn't, and, and so they passed it, and that didn't turn out to be the case. Only one company qualified, and now you know, one of David Long's top priorities in the Senate this year, Senate Bill Number 1, is fixing this uh, vaping law that essentially, you know, shut tons of uh, producers out of the Indiana market. And lawmakers will tell you that wasn't their intent. Uh, but if you look at the language in the bill, it seems like you should have caught on to that. What's the So what's going on? You know, I think, yeah, a lot of lawmakers didn't fu- fully read that bill. 
at the time that it got passed in 2015 and revised in 2016, you know, it was it didn't hadn't blown up yet into this big issue that it is now. And so, you know, for a lot of lawmakers, that was sort of a backburner bill. It was a you know minor e-liquid bill, you know, something that most of them didn't necessarily have a lot of passion about, and were sort of trusting the few lawmakers who were handling it to produce a good legislative product. Gargus. Um, Gargus. So yeah, I think that's a lot of issue. A lot of a lot of the issues do come out of lawmakers probably not fully reading the bills, and you know, on the other hand, you know, if you were to stack up all the legislation that gets filed in a single year, I mean, I can't imagine that uh, there are very many people who could read all of that. Um, so it's a challenge, and, you know, again, it comes back to we have a part-time lawmaker, part-time legislature, and, um, you know, you can't, have it, you can't have it both ways. You can't expect lawmakers to read every single bill and um, also expect them to be only part-time. So you kind of have to you have to choose the lesser of two evils in this situation, I suppose. Gergis Tony Cook, he has a fabulous uh, article online at IndyStar.com right now about uh, marijuana legalization, a proposed bill, and it kind of goes into a wide range of different issues, including the influence of lobbyists in the uh, in the state government. Uh, it's one of the problems, Tony, I mean, you're really good at what you do, but there's only so many of you. There's not enough of you to keep track of what's going on at the legislature. Well, you know, it's true that uh, newspapers have been consolidating and other media outlets as well, even uh, television and so forth. And, yeah, I mean, there's prob- there's fewer reporters today than there were 20 years ago, and that does make it challenging for all of us to, uh, you know, keep up with what's going on and to, you know, for us to read every single bill is, you know, an extreme challenge and to catch, you know, little little pieces of language inside much longer, um, rather boring bills, it's a challenge. Um, And we really have to depend on our sources to kind of let us know when that kind of stuff is going on. And um, so, yeah, that is is a challenge. And, you know, that's why, um, you know, I always encourage people when they complain about government, you know, make sure that you're subscribing to a newspaper. I mean, it seems in some people's minds somewhat unrelated, but... I think, you know, having uh, strong media is, you know, a real uh, important factor in preventing some of the stuff from going on and really more broadly in creating a situation where the public has faith in their government. Uh, in the final few minutes we've got here, I wanted to touch on this. This guy in your your story, uh, Perucker, the, the, the lobbyist um, who sort of was behind this bill, are there really like a group of guys down there that are that powerful that they can go out and say, I want you to do this, and the lawmakers sort of go, okay, that seems like a good idea because so-and-so's for it? Yeah, I don't, know that it's, I don't know that it's so much based on power as it is on relationship. You know, a lot of these lobbyists and their law firms do represent a very wide variety of clients, and those clients probably do take into account the advice of those lobbyists when it comes time to decide you know how much money to give to political campaigns and which candidates to support and all of that kind of stuff so certainly there is you know that kind of influence um but i think you know when you're when you're at the state house every day spending time with these lawmakers getting to know them and in a lot of cases let's be honest taking them out to dinner you know taking them over to st elmo's uh hanging out at the uh off-track betting parlor downtown here and um you know, spending time with them over drinks, you know, they're 
becomes a relationship, a friendship, and, uh, you know, some of that involves money and some of that doesn't, but there becomes a relationship, and if a lawmaker is hearing two competing opinions, which, you know, uh, which opinion are they more likely to side with? And I think that's where a lot of the uh, influence comes from, and I do think that influence is real, and whether it goes beyond uh, that sort of thing into situations that might actually be more corrupt, we don't know. Um, but, and, you know, there's no evidence to suggest that. But I do think that, you know, a lot of it is about relationship and who you spend time with. And some of that does involve money, at least in these sort of smaller ways of, you know, here's some tickets to a Colts game. Here's, uh, you know, well, let, let me let me cover the bar tab, you know, that sort of thing. Um so yeah, it's it's a problem and um you know, I think the more disclosure on that sort of stuff the better because you know the old saying sunlight's the best disinfectant. <laughs> How does a story like this come on your radar? Um well, I mean th- this thing really goes back to last summer when we started hearing from um e-liquid manufacturers and um other people in the vaping industry, including some of the retail outlets like convenience stores and those folks who were telling us, you know, either we're getting pushed out of the market because of this law or, you know, the prices of our products and the selection of our products is being dramatically affected by this thing. So, you know, we started looking into that law and found out it did have this obscure language that really did create a sort of monopoly situation. And, um, you know, from there, I've just been peeling back the onion ever since. So, well, Tony, it's a great article, and uh, thank you so much for taking a few moments to tell us a little bit about it and about uh, what you found in your reporting. Yeah, well, thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. Really appreciate it. That was the Indy Star's Tony Cook talking about lobbyists and their influence on public policy in the state of Indiana. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to the Indy Star's Tony Cook for taking the time to sit down and talk with us, talking about a a big issue. It's the influence of lobbyists uh, on public policy in Indiana. And uh, look, as I said to begin the show, lobbyists are not all bad. Many of them are very good people. A lot of them are experts in certain fields, and they want to be able to educate uh, lawmakers as it pertains to specific items. 
And if you go to, it's interesting, if you go to the State House and you actually watch session on the House or the Senate side, they're on so- opposite sides of the, uh, of the State House, you will see usually nothing but a, a row of people sitting outside all dressed very nicely in suits. And those, those are the lobbyists. And it's striking that balance between people that are trying to provide information on specific topics and also realizing that, that for the most part, these people get paid to get a specific result. They're, they're not doing it out of the goodness of their heart. So while a lot of them have information, they have a lot of information uh, because they're being paid to provide that information, they also have an end goal in mind. And, and that is striking the balance. And I think lawmakers really struggle with that because there are so many bills. And to me, the very, uh, very obvious... There's many solutions here, but the very obvious immediate one is to limit the amount of bills that the legislature can put forward. Look, there were more than 1,000 bills this year that could be put forward. There were uh, The House currently has a limit, 10 per uh, lawmaker, so 1,000 there, and the Senate has unlimited. So between the two, there were well over 1,000 bills. People are not able to read that. They're not able to process that. It is very hard to process a bill, to read legislation, because there's a lot of legal speak in there. And it takes a lot of time not only to read it, but then understand it and process it. We've got to create a limit of some sort on the amount of bills that lawmakers can put through. And I I think five, I think five per lawmaker is is a good limit. I mean, it really puts the onus on lawmakers to put forward bills that will pass, put forward bills that are really important to them if they could only have five bills. I mean, we talked with our, our friend John Crane, Senator John Crane from here in H- Hendricks County, and he told us on this show that he is not, uh, he didn't put forward any bills this year just because he wanted to know the process and know how it worked. And I think that's a really uh, good thing. And I think a lot of times what you'll get is you'll get lawmakers carrying bills for other lawmakers who, who maybe had more bills than other people. I really think if you capped it at five, it's still going to be hard to get through everything. It's still going to be very, very tough. But if you cap things at five, it would it would give lawmakers more time to read bills. It would put more onus on understanding the bills because this is now a trend in Indiana between uh, this bill that we talked with Tony Cook about that would have legalized marijuana, uh, the vaping bill last year, now the Rickers thing this year. It is a trend now where lawmakers are having to scurry back and address their own mistakes. These are mistakes they've made to the public policy that they've instituted. Nobody forced them to do that. They they instituted this public policy and then come back and said, oh, well, made, made a mistake. And as I've talked about before on time on WIBC, the bigger issue becomes we're getting a lot of these constitutional amendments that are coming forward. And I've told people you better be, better be very careful with putting something in the Indiana Constitution because right now a mistake. Lawmakers make a mistake on the vaping bill. They can come back and, quote-unquote, correct it the next year. Once something's in the Constitution, it's very hard, if not impossible, to correct. So, like, we had this hunt and fish amendment last year, and I told people, I said, yeah, of course, everybody wants the right to hunt and fish, but we already have that. It's already a law. Nobody's proposing changing it. So do you really want to put it in the Constitution because the devil's in the details? Do you know what you just put in the Indiana Constitution and what agencies you just gave a whole lot of power to? Next year, you're going to have a balanced budget amendment. Of course, as a fiscal conservative, I want our budgets to be balanced. But once it's in the Constitution, there is no wiggle room. There is no change to be made there. And if we already have everybody agreeing on that we need to have a balanced budget, why does it need to be in the Indiana Constitution? Just some things to think about, and lobbyists play a big role in this, and I think the big solution there is to limit the amount of bills lawmakers can put forward. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Again, thanks to the Indy Star's Tony Cook. Uh, 
really appreciated uh, getting to t talk with him, and he does a very nice job of uh, reporting over there at Indy Star. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. And our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. And you're always welcome to stop in at 480 East Northfield Drive, Suite 300 in Brownsburg. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9 Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. 
Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.